This is Shame on You, our unapologetic guide for giving zero fucks. I'm Jordan. And I'm Brad. Now let's get a little weird. I want to be a proud gay man. My parents were always like, oh, why don't you find a nice yeah. girl? I don't You're know. scared just of me. The... Just admit it. Okay. I why forgive them the for bum that. Bum? But like, yeah, why are you <laughs> the bum bum? No, I don't look like that. <laughs> oh, Welcome to another week of Shame on You podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Brad. And it's just us today. Lucky you. People, it's funny when people say they just like us, but then I'm like, isn't that like a slight on our guests? I mean, I we, we love our guests. guests. Yeah. That's what I'm saying too, but whatever. Anyways, uh, you will have heard it at the beginning of this episode, but we have a show in New York City. Whoop, whoop. Our first live show. Our first live show is August 24th, 9.30 at the Green Room 42. It's just off Broadway. I don't really know what that means. I just like read it. It's like off Broadway. Um, And there's four tiers of pricing. We try to keep it pretty reasonable, but like, please keep in mind that the venue prices it. Yeah, it's not our decision. So if a couple tiers are a little bit pricey, um, we tried to keep it within a reasonable range. We're worth it. I think so. But and we got to pay for our travel somehow. Yeah. So, but it's going to be a really good time. We're going to do a live Q and A. Uh, we're going to tell you a story about the last time we were in New York. Oh God. Which is good. It's a good one. And we hope the guy that in the story doesn't t- uh, show up for that. Um, and then we have a good guest. And yeah, it's going to be. Um, we'll we'll play the episode. I don't know when it'll air, but you guys will get to get it weeks before everybody yeah. else. So you might as well go to the show and tell your friends, bring friends, especially people that don't listen to the podcast. They be a cool way for us to kind of build an audience and drink lots. We're funnier than yeah. Get, I mean, I don't think liability wise we can say that, but like if right. you want to drink responsibly, everyone. It, yeah. I mean, but it's going to be dirty. You're welcome. Um, and then also we have a survey that uh, we've been begging you guys to complete. It's and no one's doing it. Well, we're not selling your personal information. Yeah, I know. I it's would like be, literally two questions. I know, but if I was reading it too, I kind of was like, Ugh, well, like I didn't want to. But yeah, guys, it's not for what you think it is. It's some, for some cool stuff. We're just trying to learn about our audience because we want to do more live shows. And also, if you want us to come to your city, we keep getting DMs saying, come here, come here. It's like, we want to come there, but you just have to tell your friends. And also hook us up with a venue. Yeah. Well, we could do that ourselves. I mean, but I just mean like the numbers wise, like it looks like it's going to be Toronto than San Francisco. Numbers wise, potentially, which super excited about San Francisco. Where else did we get? We got some from Austin, Vancouver. The biggest places are uh, Montreal, Toronto, Austin, New York, San Francisco. Vancouver's decent. Vancouver's one of them. Um, And so, yeah, of course, we want to come. It's not like we don't want to come. We just need to be able to sell out these venues. Otherwise, we're going to get a bad reputation. Um, So that's it. Uh, We have an email for you uh, from a fan. And, um, this is one that I actually had to get outside opinion on. Yeah, it's kind of heavy. Um, it's not like, yeah, it's not a funny email, but um, yeah. So he wants an alias. So we will call him Paddington. What? Why did you choose that? Paddington Bear. Okay, I used to love that when I was weird. Um, okay. Hey, boys. My name is Paddington. <laughs> I can't but like, chose that name. give me an alias if you read this on the podcast. I just did Paddington. And I have a question about a touchy subject with a boy. I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I kind of hope he does. Um, but also subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and follow if you listen on Spotify. Oh, okay. He's, he's uh, quoting my little tag at the end. Okay. I work at an emergency department in a hospital in blank. And I'm doing my thing. 
I read a chart. There's a dude with a cough. I put him in a room and I get a second to check my phone. I notice I have a text from a name I don't immediately recognize. So I check it and it's from a boy named Michael. Can oh, I say that? Yeah, it said alias. Oof, I was jumped over that one. Ooh. And I'm thinking, this has got to be some spam text asking me to join secretgaze.com or some shit. So I open the text and he's like, hey, do you work at blank? And then suddenly a couple things click in my head. So like clearly the hospital is the yes. blank kids if you're and he, slow. And he made the connection that he has this person's phone number. Correct. This dude that I was thinking was cute that I just put in a room with a cough is the same guy who texted me, which is some guy I matched with on Tinder probably one and a half to two years ago. At the time, we had talked a lot about meeting up, but I lived in <gasps> and he lived in Toronto. I think that's fine. <gasps> Whatever. Okay, fine. I was a student. <laughs> Good luck finding him. You guys want to Google that? I was a student and he was working, so we never put in that extra bit of effort to meet each other. Two years later, this guy sees me in the emergency department and recognizes me and shoots me a text on Snapchat, which we haven't used to talk in a year. I didn't recognize him because he had a cap on and a face mask. So all that was showing were his eyes, like he was wearing a white man's burqa. What the fuck is a white man's burqa? Burqa's a burqa. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm shaking that he recognized me. I replied, yeah, are you the guy that I just put in a room with a cough? And he responds, ha ha, or some gay shit. Okay, so I don't know why he went on that little rant there. But basically, guys, are we following here? It's the same he made the guy connection. from the Tinder. I yeah. don't know. That middle part was, you know, too much. Work on your writing, Paddington. Yeah. Um, we get to texting a bit as I work moving around the ED, emergency department. Ooh. Our conversation is a lot of, oh, hey, so I can see your brain in this image and some other nuances of shitty flirting as one does while working. We also briefly talked about whether this breaches some sort of patient healthcare provider terms of confidentiality. 100% but, it does. Which I don't think it does, I hope. Well, I got some opinions for you. Can't fuck your patients. No. Uh, well, he just didn't fuck him. Just but. to interject for a while. Do you remember that doctor I dated like a while ago? Mm-hmm. It was actually like four years ago. But I the one asked, that came in your mouth. Is that the one? The disrespect? What? Like that? No, that was the dermatologist. The dermatologist came on your face without permission. Right. That and you got angry and left. I remember. And I never spoke to him again. Well, you know what? That's a level of disrespect that I'm not into. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. Go back. Um. Yeah, and we were on like we had been on a few dates, and I wanted just like a simple prescription for sleeping pills, I think, because I was traveling. And he was like, No, shout out to Zopiclone if they'd like to sponsor Zoppy. Anyways, that was my story. Okay, so this is, yeah. Well, he did say as the quote, so I can see your brain in this image, and then says, I don't know if that breaches. It's like you just breached it, you breached it, you're looking at the image. Anyway, it ends up that he's discharged and my shift ends and he's like, hey, if you're free, we should grab a drink sometime. And then he says, well, how about now? Like right now. So I grab my shit. Oh, fuck. So I grab my shit, get in his car and we go to a nearby cafe and have a lunch and some coffee. And he drops me off and asks for my number since then. We've been on a couple of dates. Ask for his number. I thought they were texting. I'm yeah, so the- confused. Yeah, I think you tried to throw us for a little loop there, but There's you holes are, in your story. You are too, qu- too quick, Bradley. Uh, okay, here's the issue. Before I put Michael in the room, I'd read his chart, which contained a detailed medical history, including lots of heavy pieces of information I can't divulge. 
let's just say he's had it roughed in the past to say the least. One of the things I saw in there makes me hesitant to take it further because it means I could potentially be in a situation that will hurt me at the end in a psychological and emotional way. Part of me believes that he knows I know his history because he made a joke saying, now that you know everything about me, tell me about you. 100%. That's what he's insinuating. Uh, he knows you read his chart. I, Anyways, so it's not he done. said it's a psychological and emotional threat. He said not a physical threat. I could be in a situation that would hurt me at the end in a psychological and emotional way. Psychological and emotional. So it's not that he has some sort of communicable disease. Doubtful, but okay, we don't know for sure. I just like in my brain, I heard cough and I went straight to like HIV, but whatever. So he says, I feel like the only way I could feel comfortable giving it a chance is by admitting that I know this history and giving it a brief discussion about how things have changed and evolved. But how the fuck am I supposed to be bring up a conversation about a, such a touchy and sensitive subject that someone would otherwise never know about unless it was discussed? Um, let me know if you have any advice. Keep it up, bitches. Also, Brad, I love you. Oh, Pat, Dr. Paddington. <laughs> I don't know. I think he is he a doctor or a nurse. I don't know. Who cares? one of those um okay so that is a lot to unpack uh first of all some technical information that i learned uh at least in his jurisdiction uh there's a one-year rule about patient health care provider oh he's in the clear oh no he's actually not in the clear because no, he just they went, treated him no but also they went right away yeah that never same mind. day so that was not good but um i did ask a source and they said the college says you can't date patients you've taken care of for a year uh, for at least a year definitely not right after like he did and i remember kind of that was a situation when i was trying to get advice from eli that he would never he would always kind of like push back on me he's like i shouldn't what about all those rom-coms and i was and like shit, i should they... talk about you on my fucking podcast bitch yeah um so anyways then the other thoughts that i had is well and someone else had is that like i think it's depends so much on what's in the chart now that we don't know it's like what is he has homicidal tendencies uh or is it something that like you could get over like he struggles with depression and anxiety like there's a huge continuum that it could be like i don't know what it is well when he said it could hurt him psychologically and emotionally like it's got to be some sort of mental health issue yeah. Like he's bipolar or like... Well, what if he's like a sociopath? A sociopath. Like I run for the fucking hills. Yeah, goodbye. Like, but I also think like everyone has baggage. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just what you're willing to tolerate. And if you like the person, you'll be fine. Yeah. But it's just... Um, yeah, this was not appropriate interaction. <laughs> I think we've established that. Not based on least. the rules and, and thing, but it's happened and they're clearly seeing each other right now. Um, I just think you should be mindful of the recourse when people get dumped and they get angry. And when you've bro breached something that could affect your professional career for a man who statistically is probably going to end. If half of marriages end, then, you know, correct. We're just running these numbers. Um, but I think you could possibly say I would I would personally come clean about the situation. To who? Like to him. Say I know you're. Well, he are the guy struggling already, with X Y Z. Or or you just could ask a leading question that would make him say, just be like, "Is there anything you want to talk about?" And he's going to insinuate what's happening. But is there anything you want to talk about? And give him the opportunity instead of you admitting at the point saying, "You know, I read your chart and I know what's up." But like the bigger issue here is that he's breaching the like patient healthcare provider whatever relationship yeah so maybe i should walk back on my recommendation yeah no don't he tell needs, him you read it well he needs to just 
stop talking to this guy in my opinion yeah so that so that's the first yes but if you but you know people are incorrigible when it comes to love so second option is if you were going to continue seeing this man i'd like to walk back my previous answer and say i wouldn't tell him that you read the chart i would give him an, a floor to answer your question about what's wrong with him and if he doesn't want to volunteer the information that might be a bit of a red flag there correct because you really can't really answer enter in a relationship with a person who has a level of dishonesty i mean we all protect some secrets but it seems yeah. like this one's pretty huge mm-hmm. um but yeah i i hope this guy uh doesn't Pardon get angry and try to fuck you up anyways I love um you too. Hope we answered your question. Okay, so we have a little dun 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 dangling. We're bringing it back. A thread. When was it? When did we do it last? Two weeks ago? Three? No, it's been a while. We did it with uh, Spencer. Yes. Okay, so Spencer is four four episodes ago, uh, and uh, this same man. The same man the, that went on a date with a homeless person. Sir, we told you you already won, but he for some reason he wants to top himself. Yeah. And let I don't me know. tell you, he did. Where does he find these people? Okay. Read it. So Go. he sent us, he slid into our DMs. <laughs> um, I wish he wouldn't have while a meeting because it's always around the time of meeting. I know. You, actually, the last time that you heard this story... I was walking by the shawarma place on the street yeah. and you were eating a fucking shawarma. And this one, and you were I'm like, pretty sure I got it around the same, like around dinner time. You were eating shawarmas again? <laughs> you love your shawarmas. Okay, can you do it as like a dramatic reading? Like kind of just like, like read it like, like a, like a, like a harlequin kind of romance. No, no, just try it. I'll, I'll tell you if it's good. Go. I have another story for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a date. Mind you, these are few and far between at my age. 28-year-old wanted a daddy, and he wanted a date. I mean, your writing is really poor, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue carrying on here. So I gave there in. There goes the fan. <laughs> I gave in and went with him for a drink. Had two, and then back to his place. Close off in five seconds flat. We showered, just to be clean. Didn't even dry off. And he is like, I want to fuck you, daddy. In my mind, I'm not a daddy. Do we know how old he is? I know. I don't know how old he is. I would say he's like 50s. In my mind, I'm not a daddy. Flips me over and he loves to rim. He whispered in my ear. Oh, God. I swear to Jesus. It's coming. It's coming. coming. Shut up. Let me finish. I swear to Jesus. 30 minutes into it, I feel odd. Then it feels worse, like something exiting my butt. I hear him spit and something hit the floor. The little motherfucker done sucked a turd out and I saw it on the floor. I didn't know what to say. Wait, done sucked? Done sucked. Oh boy. Done sucked a turd out and I saw it on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what to say or how the fuck to feel till he stopped and wanted to kiss. Put the poppers in my nose and I kissed the man. In my mind, I'm screaming, you just sucked a turd nugget out of my ass. I don't know why I share with you. But my friend at work laughed so hard, she peed herself. And now she calls me Turdy. Bravo, sir. This man, just when I, I think know. he can't top the homeless man with the crabs, he slides in with the turd sucking story. How the fuck do you suck a turd out of someone's ass? I You'd have to be pushing at the same time, unless you're a fucking Dyson. Like, Maybe it was the popper's about, fault. Like, think about, and also, like, when you're licking someone's asshole, it's very, like... You know, you know, when like when someone your asshole it doesn't like open it up. 
Well, some people get right in there. But like, how much are you fucking gaping? Maybe he's... He's got a big asshole. Maybe he's got a loose asshole. Fuck. I mean, a turd has never just flown out of my ass. No. Actually, I have a good story for this. One person I used to date, let's just say... How do I get you to laugh about this? Do you smoke poo? Oh, God. Okay, so him. Yeah. He told me that one time he had sex with a man... And the guy, the, the sex finished and the guy went to the washroom and there was like a tiny turd sitting on his pillow. Like like a little hotel chocolate? Yeah, literally. That's what it reminded me of. And then I said, well, that's not plausible. That's the dog. And the dog was downstairs. Maybe it was from earlier. The dog was up One there earlier. One would hope. How the fuck do you have anal and turds are just shooting out? Like, Jesus Christ. And maybe he pulled out too fast. The most I ever had was like one person pulled out and like on the head of his penis, it was like a little piece. A residue. And I just was like, okay, like. Well, also in Brazil. In the oh, shower. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, shit. Should I say that for my book? Say, yeah, no, we're not going to share that story. Uh, there was a micro turd in the shower in Brazil. My therapist sent me nudes May 7th, 2020. Buy it. Here we go. Uh, okay. Whew. So how do we follow that up with uh, something? Okay. So I have something. You have something. Here we go. Time to burn some more bridges. Oh, God. I always know that when you and I record, like just us, that there's going to be some bridges being burned. Here we go. Because the guest kind of like softens the blow. Okay. So I have been uh, having a... How do I... What do I call it? I started, I started DMing with a fan of this podcast. And let me tell you, this will be the last one. Um, just because I just, it's just an awkward dynamic in general, like doing this. I'm like, like I, sexually, you mean you're not going to stop communicating with the fans? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to like, yeah, sexually, romantically. Like I just, it's, I've, I've been, I'm good. Um, so I started uh, texting with this guy, kind of, or DMing with this guy, kind of when you were away, actually, the past, because you've been away the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been traveling a lot. Um, really good looking guy. Like, I, it was almost like where you look at the photo and you're like, oh, like, I am attracted to you, like, right away. Yeah. Um, and we have, like, a wicked connection back and forth. But he did tell me at one point that uh, he just came out. He's, like, freshly out, not completely out to his friends and family. That's your number one rule. Yeah. And I just kept texting with him and I was kind of like, he was pretty normal and great to talk to. And then I was just like, you know, you just like, you know, it has an expiration date. Cause like, especially having like my non-negotiables now, I'm like, Jordan, what are you fucking doing? But you know, old habits die hard. Yep. And, uh, so we were texting, blah, blah, blah. And, um, he was texting me and then he was like, he was having these little, like, he's a huge fan of the podcast and he has like, he kept calling it a fangirl crush on me. Um, which is still just like a weird dynamic in general because you're like, oh, are you just like into this medium or are you actually into me as a person? And I was kind of doubting it. So then he he's having these like bursts where he really wants to communicate with me and I don't know what the fuck could happen. Like maybe I'll just see him at the San Francisco show. I'll fly there, bang him, so whatever. Something something long. You you're know. gonna fly out there just to bang? Well, you know me. I just like go well, for we a weekend like I did with Sean. To go remember? see Joe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he was like, do you want to FaceTime? And I said, um, uh, yeah, yeah, let's, he's like, yeah, that'd be great. Like, I'd love to FaceTime. And I was like, okay, let's, let's have time this week. So then a couple days go by and I, I just sent him a message. I'm like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? And then I, he just completely changed the subject. And I was like, okay. 
And so I just like, okay, kept going, kept going. Next, it's a fake. No, no. So then the next day, I I said to him, I was like, hey, uh, I'm free later. If you want to like chat on the phone, blah blah blah. Um, let me know. And he was like, okay, I got to run some errands, blah blah blah. But I'll give you a call later, or I'll I'll send you a message later about a time. Nothing. So I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And he fucking, I started to realize it was Eli. It was like when Eli used to do that to me, that like these bursts of reality where they really wanted to be out and gay and in love. And, and then, then the emotional back. clawback yeah. that is so extreme that it was like pulling me like in the other direction. And I was like, he didn't the next. So on Monday I woke up and I was like, Oh, he just like didn't message me last night. And I was like, okay, I'm done. And my, it was so, I'm really like proud of myself how quickly I just shut it off. Like I was like, Nope, we're done. Well, I, you need to do that to protect yourself now. Yeah. And then so Monday night, he sends me a message just like at nothing, you know, hey, what's up? Just like wants to be a pen pal again. Mm-hmm. So I wrote him this. I was like, hey, I'm like, something feels off here. I've asked you a couple times to chat on the phone and you've just skirted around it. One of the best things about being at this place I'm in, in my life is that I don't really want to stick around to figure out the reason why. I know what I deserve in love and the guy who wants to like forge a future romantic connection with me just wouldn't act like this. And then I realized like, that's all I need to know. Mm -hmm. You seem like you have a good heart and I'm a bit bummed that like we can't explore this further, but I think something deeper is happening here. And truly I wish I had the energy to fix it. Just know that if it's the coming out self-loathing stuff you're struggling with, I promise I'll never keep fighting with this podcast. Have a, have a good day. And then like, it's not hard, Mm -hmm. whatever. Did he respond? Yeah. So he sends me a message uh, like an hour later. Yeah. And goddamn, if it wasn't fucking textbook projection gaslighting central. Uh. It was so. So he says to me, first, he starts off by saying, I'm really taken aback by your message, which. And, and by the way, I just want to say the point of this before I get into all this is like, this is a really good guy. He's a great heart. I'm not putting him on blast, but. This theme and this story is what millions of gay guys have gone through. The trying to forge a connection with a closeted man thing. And let me tell you, I've done it three times. It First of all, it doesn't work. It's a road to nowhere. But also, it has the same themes. And this is what I was noticing when I was doing this. So, he says, "Um, I'm taking it back. It's really hurtful. Was that message hurtful at all? I don't think it was hurtful. It's hurtful because it's the truth. And you don't want the truth. You can't handle the truth. And he's like, I'm not looking for anything serious here. And it's like, it was your idea to talk on FaceTime. Like it wasn't, I, I did not, you went crazy and was like, let's do it. I didn't even want to do FaceTime. I'd rather just talk on the phone. And I'm well aware of what this is and the awkward dynamic and everything. And the fact that you're not out. So like, I don't know where you got that. But then he says to me, as I go through this journey, like coming out and everything, I need a teammate and not a coach. Um, and then he said, um, that doesn't make any sense. Like, wouldn't you want the coach? The one that is my is, podcast. Knows? Not also like, so did you not tell me that this podcast is like keeping you going and chance changed your life? And suddenly our I'm, podcast, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oops. Sorry. Forgot about you. Um, but you know, and then he, you know, kind of said, and then he just said, then he told me that I am clearly in a tailspin, tailspin. You are? Yeah. Of what I, like, the way he basically said is like, I'm in a tailspin of what is actual reality and what could be reality. 
And I was like, I'm good. I wouldn't even respond to that. No, no, Did I you? Did, I didn't respond. Okay, but this good. is this is what happened. I read this and I was like stewing around my room and I just what like it was making me quite angry because it just reminded me of Eli. And I made all these notes. And one of the the things I was writing here, I was like, the these stories, these fake stories, these distortions of reality that you're telling yourself as you come out, and God knows that fucking sucks, dude. And like this I I empathize with you but they're not the ones that I need to accept as my reality. And that's the thing is it's like, I can, I saw the burst of reality. I saw the emotional clawbacks with the Eli thing. And like, I may have wasted like thousands of hours of men in my life. And I hate that, but I'm not about to waste another fucking second. And I just was like, after I like, so I didn't like, I had nostalgia for like all the hours I wasted on like Josh and Jeff and all these guys and like how I would try to fix them and blah, blah. blah. And I just took a deep breath and I just, didn't respond. And I was like, God. That's a beautiful thing. But it's also, it's not, and I just had this epiphany in my head that I really want everyone to just go by. You just gotta go, oh, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. That is not the guy. That's what I needed to just say to myself, like in my 20s, to be like, oh, that guy, the the guy for me wouldn't do that. That's not the guy. Mm -hmm. And I just, I thought that I was like, that's not the guy. And then, I woke up with like such serenity today. I love it. Because I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Whatever your name is. I don't need to stick around. I am not. No one is responsible for your mental health. Like I'm not your teammate or your coach. You need to come to a relationship fully formed. But I just was like, oh, like this distortion of reality, this like assault on my cognition. Like I don't need to put myself through that. Absolutely not. And not so I anymore. was just like, I'm, I'm done. And I just I just left it. And I was like, but I just like could f- see him doing this to other guys now. Oh, hundred percent. He's going to, For he's years. not going to, he's not going to give up on that. No. And it's like, and, I, and I'm not really doing this to like, again, like put him on blast. Like he's, he's clearly like a good guy and God knows I've been through that struggle, but it was just such a lesson in like, just detaching but yourself. He's hurt. So I he's can't save everyone. So he's attacking. Yeah. Because it's the only way. And then he goes, I'm, I'm so, I'm so distraught by this. I need to go for a jog. I'm like, if you need to go for a jog over what I basically just told you, like, that's not me, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just really Deal coming with your up. fucking emotions. Yeah. And simultaneous to this, last week, I stopped sleeping with volleyball, dude. Yeah. So I've been, fu- I've been fucking him off and on for three years. Um, I can't sleep with closeted men anymore. And I think it's because of this podcast because I feel like a fraud. And part of me was like, oh, it's just sex. Like, what the hell? Who cares? But then I didn't realize how he passes shame on to me. Yeah. It's contagious. It absolutely is. And like, I'm really quiet right now because like, this is super on theme. Oh, with with what you have to say? What I have to say. We got a bomb coming, guys. Just want to let you know. Yeah. But I think because this is what I was thinking. Uh, Cause I've been for years, I've been trying to be like, you know, we have a little bit of pillow talk after sex and I'll be like, Hey, you're going to come out. No progress in three years. He's 30. And I'll be like, Hey, and I just, what happens is, is I think they develop the neural pathways for lying and that becomes commonplace because they lie to everyone they love all day long. Mm-hmm. And then he does this like convenient projection and gaslighting, just like the other dude onto me. And now that I'm just like confident in who I am, I can't be shaken by that. And I just was like, and so he was going and he was like, He's like trying to normalize it and he's just has this like anxious inhibition 
uh, the whole time. And I just turned to him and I was like, this isn't going to work on me. Just like the other guy. I was like, I get this. I can't. I see what you're doing here. And I do not accept. And you're not going to shake my confidence. When I was 25, you could have if you were like the future lovers. But it's like, I don't know. I just, the general message that I want to take away from all this is just like, think about if you are someone who's dating, someone who's closeted, like the level of significant compromise that you are willing to set yourself up for if you stay in these sort of situations, whether it's sex, romantic. Um, there are people that break through, like I said in previous episodes, but goddamn, you have to not date closeted men i'm sorry and it also forces them to move forward too at the same time but uh, yeah i just uh i was so proud of myself not only that i didn't like rage and try to fix the situation or like i wanted to give him a hug but i was like no i just need to like put boundaries but it was also just like i was like that's not the guy it's fucking work it's like he's just not that into you what do you say to him to end it though i don't know him anything no you don't you absolutely don't I, so are you just not going to respond to him no. next time he messages you? Or if he messages, sure, if he messages me, but it's kind of like my turn to to message. And he listens to this podcast every Thursday. I mean, oh god, whatever. This is, but I, I'm not, I'm not doing it. But it just, it's just such a common theme, a in my life, but for people listening. Well, you're perpetuating like exactly what we're trying to dispel. Like this man, you're encouraging. I just don't want to be a part of it. This, like, you're not encouraging him to come out. No. Well, you maybe are with your pillow talk, whatever have you, but by like, I don't know, just even engaging in sexual acts with him, he can get that without coming out. And that is a problem. Yeah. And I just don't want to be that guy. But I also just like every conversation we have just feels so inauthentic that I'm like, as an authentic person, I'm like, I just feel dirty. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, and he's like, and then this is the line, by the way, that I've heard three fucking times for closeted guy. When you ask them to come out, this is their defense line. They go, Oh, everyone knows. It's like, okay. So then then why don't you that's talk even about more it. fucking reason to come out. Why don't you talk about it? Yeah. Like, I, I, but it's just like, I always hear that line. Like, oh, they know. And it's like, oh, so you can just. Or it's none what? of, it's none of anyone else's. Oh, business. that one kills me. That like, one fucking what kills me fucking too. Dis- disassociation from reality. Anyways. Um, okay. So those are my latest. And uh, Bradley has some news. I do. And this is hot off the press. Um, I chose not to share this with anyone until I got back from Vancouver. Um, I just got back yesterday. So this is like literally happened You've yesterday. Been gone for like two and a half? I was gone for 10 days. 10 days. Oh, one and a half. Told you I had a doozy. So here it comes. Uh, I got dumped. Yeah. I got dumped on vacation. That's what was going on. Yeah. I mean, Fuck. everyone could kind of decipher what was going on from our separate. By the way, guys, media this is lives. like my actual reaction because this is Brad didn't tell me. This. I didn't tell Jordan. I didn't yeah. tell anyone because I just didn't want to have to explain anything while I was trying to salvage my relationship, not my relationship, sorry, salvage my vacation and just enjoy. I just didn't want to constantly stew on it. So I didn't tell anyone. Um. So yeah, I'm a single man now. And a bit of a damaged one at that. This one did a real number on me and I'm feeling like a ton of emotion right now and I'm still processing a lot. So I'm not going to share all the dirty details, but let's just say we are both guilty of some pretty shitty behavior. Um, but the main feeling, the main emotion that I'm dealing with right now is 
I feel like a fucking hypocrite. We talk about being real, being vulnerable, and living our true lives. The last few episodes, we've especially stressed how important time is and not to waste time with men that don't deserve us. And that is exactly what I did. But I was fucking blind to it. And Jordan, you and I had some very frank discussions about this. You tried to warn me. You tried to help me. To the point where we didn't speak for three weeks. And no one on this podcast knows about that because it was kind of a seamless transition. And save me. It was actually four. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Save me the fucking I told you so's because I know what happened. I thank you for trying. I was fucking blinded by what I thought was love and I couldn't see how destructive it actually was. Him and I had multiple big blowouts, like devastating arguments more than I care to admit. I would be left crying and emotional for days, but I didn't share this with anyone because everyone knew this relationship was toxic for me. And I knew that if they knew this, they would try to intervene even harder. So I suffered in silence thinking I could help this man to fix him, help him through his self-admitted mental health issues. But no matter how present I was and how much I did for him, I just didn't get it in return. He expected a maximum return for a minimum investment. And he got it for a while. So I'm sorry to everyone out there. I am fully a hypocrite. I need to practice what I preach. And for everyone out there, trust your gut. Listen to your friends. When something doesn't feel right, it isn't, and deal with it. I'm sorry to my friends. I was not as present as I should have been over these past 10 months, and a lot of you went through some very serious bullshit that I wasn't there for as much as I should have been. There's no excuse. I'm sorry to him. I'm sorry I fought so hard for this to work when I should have just let him go. Sorry that I couldn't provide him what he needed. Sorry that I wasn't enough. I truly hope that he finds happiness and love in this life, but it is not with me. He told me he wouldn't be sad today. And that's honestly one of the most hurtful things I've ever heard in my life. It's like these past 10 months meant fucking nothing to him. And he can just raise them all like that. He claims he's an empath, but this is not the behavior of a fucking empath. I know I hurt him and I know I fucked up, but an empath wouldn't try to insult me and bring me down harder to make me feel like shit and to make me suffer. But most importantly, I'm sorry to myself. I should have listened to my brain instead of listening to my heart. I should have listened to my friends and family. I should have paid attention to all those red flags. I wasted time and energy on something that I wouldn't normally And for that, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry I let it get to the point where I acted in a manner that is not at all in my character. An old friend that I haven't seen in 10 years met me for dinner in Vancouver, and I told her the whole story. I am leaving out a ton of details out of respect for him and I. That is something for us to hold and to deal with together. But she knew all of it. To which she responded, what the fuck, Brad? She's like, you've never been the type to settle. And you know what? You're fucking right, Nadine. I am not. And it's time for me to get back to being me. The Scarlet Harlot is back in business, bitches.
Oh, Bradley, I'm so proud of you. Can you talk about the breakout? Like how it happened? I don't care to share that because it was Just really like a bombshell, bad. basically. It was a bombshell like that was waiting to go off. And I'm not proud of my behavior. I did some shitty things. Um, do you feel like you were forced into a corner though to do those things? Because people will just do things that have nothing. I yeah, I don't want to get into it. Like I'm still like Fine, yeah. we need him and I need to have a really long conversation about why he treated me the way that he did. Although I don't know that I'm gonna get the answers that I need. We tried what is to the talk about that it. You need though. I just don't understand all of the double standards that were in our relationship. I was expected to act in a certain way when he could live by whatever rules that he wanted. And that even is a lot for me to share. And I will call it at that. Um, I don't think I will ever get the closure that I want, but it needs to be done. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you shared that we weren't talking for four weeks <laughs> because uh, it, like you knew he was bad for me. You well, knew he was bad for me and you tried we talking. You tried to intervene and I wasn't listening. I was blind. Like I really was. Well, I'm glad you said the thing about the podcast because I, part of me, what was so the juxtaposition of doing this podcast to empower gay men and your situation, it made me feel like you were a fraud. For a long I, time. I felt like a fraud. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm talking about being you and like fucking living your own life and being happy. Empowerment. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm in this relationship where I'm trying way harder than I'm getting in return. So I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel a lot of fucking emotions right now that... um it will just take me time to work through. Um, and I do miss him. Like there were really good parts to him, but of course you wouldn't have stayed with him if there wasn't. I have never experienced such high highs, but at the same time, I have never experienced such fucking low lows. And just the fact that he so easily is able to write me off and move on is just proof that like it would never have worked. Like he wasn't there for me. He was, he was just there. Yeah. Oh boy. I kind of expected this. I'll be honest. When you told me. Everyone did. Like, I mean. It's no, I just meant when you, we told you me that you were recording today. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know if you mind me sharing this, but we can cut it out if you don't want. But like the... I don't feel I'll ever have the same friendship with you after that. Like, you know, I love you and everything, but, and we can cut this out if you want, but like the way that I was disposed of killed me. Mm -hmm. And I think even the same thing in my romantic relationships, you feel an imbalance and you always have to ask yourself, like, could I ever foresee a scenario when I would be okay with not seeing my best friend for a month? And I'd be like, no. But then with you, it was like so easy. It was the first week it was easy. It wasn't easy. I had such internal turmoil like the whole fucking time. And 
it was brutal. Like he, when I told him we were starting a season two, he's like, Oh great. I lose my boyfriend again. Like, no, you should fucking lift your man up on a Like congratulations that you are doing something that you are passionate about. But he doesn't want to see you empowered. And it's successful. Of course. Like congratulations. Literally defied the odds. One top 1% of podcasts. And instead it's, Oh great. Cause he's now here though. That's- now there's like an hour a week that I don't get to see you. Like an hour a fucking, it literally was an hour a week. Not that's, even. Well, it's probably two to three hours a week, but whatever. Like instead of that reaction, you should be like, I'm so proud of you. Like congratulations. But when, no. when he didn't get off your, the couch at your birthday, I never wanted to know him again. Yeah. We started with a shaky foundation. Um, and I think we just never patched that up and just kept trying to build on top of it. And here we are 10 months later. Is he listening to this? He probably will Whatever. listen to this. And like out of respect for him, I did save a lot of the details um, because I don't want to paint him out to be a horrible person, but we just were not compatible. I'm sure he's great for someone else, but it is not me. Yeah. I always thought that you would be the one that would break up with him, to be honest, because he would just wake up from what was happening to you. And you, that's, and I was like, Oh, Brad will figure out eventually. Mm-hmm. He'll figure out what we all knew. Um, but then, you know, obviously, and we're keeping that secret, but yeah, it's fucking sucks. Yep. Well, I'm glad you shared this because I feel like it's nice. Because it was a nice period to where get you that didn't, off my chest. You like, didn't share I, at all. Yeah, and that was I didn't want to talk about my current relationship a lot on this podcast because but you could have done it in favorable terms. I could have, yeah, absolutely. But is it really fair to your co-host to share everything? No, it's not. And that was another thing. But it was like, I felt like he didn't want you to talk about your life on this podcast. He just didn't want to hear about my former life, which I mean, we all have it. So I just said, don't listen. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot to deal with. Luckily, I had a great support system in Vancouver. Thank you, Matt and Katie. You guys are the fucking best. Podcast fans. Um, and honestly, like... How's your ass, Matt? his ass oh Shh. Don't, don't give any more god i didn't fuck him that's yeah not, and matt's a straight man that's guys. not what happened um no honestly everything the day after we had our big blowout and we parted ways on the trip um everything honestly just like fell into place and it was a very strange sequence of events that i was just like oh like none of this would have happened had we still been together um like my friend my friend nadine messaged me she's like oh you're in van come meet me for dinner uh another friend that was in town for work messaged me and he was free for the day and he's like i was like i really want to go to whistler want to join and he's like yeah and he's like i have this uh open bar party to go to the next day want to go to that i was like yeah fucking perfect but is it also naturally just because you opened yourself up to the possibility of other social interactions when for so long it was like you were just one zone for everybody. Yeah. Like I was, me and Saeed just stopped trying to make plans with you. Yeah. Cause I never went out. There it is everyone. Well, 
Okay. <laughs> Anything else? I don't know. Like, come to our New York show for more information. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... No, it's brave of you. And honestly, that was really nice. Like, you wrote that really well. I felt very heartfelt, and I didn't feel like it was manufactured at all. And well, I think you were not... also respectful. I don't feel like you... You know, I know, especially now when it's so hot, the tendency is to be like, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to fucking throw them under the bus. Well, you should see the document that I'm looking at. It's 12 pages. Oh, so there is some. There is a huge list of things that I like. I was so fired up when I got home last night. I just like had a glass of wine and started fucking typing all my angry feelings. But then I looked at it this morning. and I was like, no, this is fucking petty. I will try to keep this respectful and share my learning points and yeah. So what do you feel now? I feel like a lot of things like I do miss him a lot because we literally saw each other every day, but the way in which he treated me, especially in these last couple of weeks is unforgivable. Um, and I don't need that kind of energy in my life. I feel guilt about, putting so much effort into this and trying so hard. Like we had so many fights where he was like, I'm done. And I was like, no, like we can work through this. Like I want to help. I want to be here for you. Save. Um, you can't save anyone. They got to save themselves, man. Yeah. And like this should have ended a long time ago. And again, I still think he's a great person. If I see him on the street, I have no hard feelings. Well, I kind of do right now, but I will get through that and I will be an adult about it. Um, I just hope the same for him. And I hope that we can have some sort of a cordial relationship going forward. I mean, if someone tells you they've been cheated on, they're not going to trust you from day one. And he never did. I mean, in the end, I did some things to kind of validate that. Um, I didn't, actually cheat on him but um i did some things that were not so great um so i'm sorry to him because i made the problem probably worse for him um so i also feel guilt about that it's just been really heartbreaking to i mean i already have abandonment issues to do this and watch you yeah. and i'm glad that you said that because i just I've stood on this for hours. Like I, I've probably wasted a quarter of the time of you. Um, just trying to understand you trying to understand this. And then knowing when I just couldn't take enough anymore. And I, and I think at some point I did, mm -hmm. but um, it's heartbreaking, but you yeah, just can't it, do this again to yourself. Yeah. Ever. I, I acted in a way that is not at all me over these past seven months. Like it, sucks and like i am definitely gonna go back to a therapist to talk this out because after my last breakup it did me wonders to just speak to someone that's impartial and that can literally hear everything and not be like mm, okay told you so um so yeah i definitely need to process like why i feel the need to attract these types and why i feel the need to help people and fix people um, and undersell yourself. You always date people that aren't, aren't good enough for you. Always. Yeah. Which is a testament to how great you are as a person, you know? Mm -hmm. But 
I think this has also been good for you as a medium too. Like just going through the process of this, of like seeing how we're changing people's lives and stuff. It's because confidence is born out of like accomplishments or overcoming certain situations. And I think for you, this was always the thing that I always try to push with you because I'm like, oh, there's like some sort of self-esteem deficit there that this will help fix. And I think in a way it has with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad you shared because like, you know, we kind of just like started season two and then it was just like, oh, I have a boyfriend. And then we just like never talked about it. And I knew that he was kind of like in your ear being like, yeah, and that's fine. You can say what you want to say, but at some point it has to be like, and it's here. It's here and it's over. So, okay. Shall we wrap this? I mean, I got nothing else to say. I'm emotionally drained after this. So I'm just going to go cry in my bed. Okay. I'll spoon you. Okay. That's nice. Um, Okay, well, if you'd like to send Brad some nice emails, share my new podcast at gmail.com. Um, sorry to the guy that listens to this that I slammed earlier, but it's for the crowd. Shame on you. Shame on him. Yeah, no, honestly, it, actually, I will say something really nice to him. I really hope the best for him. I really do. It's just like your guy, too. Like, it's just like, at some point, it's just kind of like, oh, I'm not angry anymore. I'm just kind of like sad. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, and, and that whole situation, it just reminded me, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I'm fighting for a world in which there's less of these people. And that's kind of like, Eli really is one of the reasons that we started this podcast. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, dude, I want to give you a hug. And I, not angry, but I'm detached. And I'm not here to save anybody anymore, just like you aren't. Me neither. Yeah. Fuck wasting time. <sighs> All right. Well, this has been another week of Shame on You podcast. Um, Rate us on iTunes. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, did you like that episode of Shame on You podcast? If you did, we need your help. Go on iTunes, rate us, review us, and then subscribe. Or if you're a Spotify user, you can click the follow button. Even better, you could tell someone about the podcast. Thanks so much for your support. It's the only thing keeping us going.